Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Today, we talk about the best, specifically the best 529 plans. Let's do this thing. So minimizing costs is usually key to maximizing returns. You know that. But actually, not always. Sometimes, state income tax breaks can compensate for the cost of 529 plans with higher fees. So a more focused analysis of 529 plan portfolio performance, net of costs, and state income tax breaks yields the results that differ from traditional 529 plan ratings. Let's take a look at some of those popular ratings of 529 plans. There are several well-known ratings of 529s, such as SavingForCollege.com, 5-cap ratings and performance ratings. Morningstar has the gold, silver, and bronze ratings. These ratings are based on a holistic evaluation of 529 plan performance, considering the full mix of investment options. So, more recently... Penn Wharton published a study that compares the performance of each state's 529 plan with a lower-cost out-of-state plan. The study confirms two things. Direct-sold 529 plans have lower fees than advisor-sold 529 plans, which are actually lower than 1%, and investors in 28 states would be better off going out-of-state for lower fees. Very interesting. This is similar to some previous research, such as SavingForCollege.com's fee study. The Penn Wharton study identified California as the lowest-cost state since it has lower average fees on its set of investment options. Which brings us to two investment options are enough. There is a key flaw of all these studies, is that they use a holistic analysis to identify the best collection of investment options, Most 529 plans offer a dozen or more investment options, but most families, all they need are just two investment options, a high-risk, high-return option and a low-risk option. They can then mix these investment options to achieve an asset allocation that yields their desired combination of risk and return. So most of the performance of an investment portfolio is due to the asset allocation or the percentage equities not the specific investments included in the portfolio. The high-risk investment option can be an S&P index fund or other funds such as the Russell 2000 and a total stock market index fund. They behave similarly to the S&P 500. Only about 75 stocks in these index funds dictate the performance of the funds because the funds are weighted by market capitalization. Everything else is just a matter of taste. Chasing after the latest fad, like a REIT, foreign stock fund, or ESG fund, usually results in lower long-term performance. Although the expenses vary by portfolio, the index funds usually have the lowest fees. But the fees for the same index funds do vary by 529 plan, from 5 BP to 65 BP. Oh, a BP is one one-hundredth of a percent. Basis points. So, Combined impact of fees and state income tax breaks. Let's dive in here. This is where the juicy stuff happens. The total annual asset-based fee was identified for the S&P 500 index fund for each direct sold 529. The fee information was extracted 
from the latest version of each 529 plan's disclosure brochure or program description. If the 529 plan does not offer an S&P 500 portfolio, a large cap or total stock market index fund was substituted, whichever had the lowest fees. So some examples would be the Vanguard uh, Total Stock Market Index Fund and the U.S. Broad Large Cap Index Fund. The highest state income tax break was also identified for each 529 plan. Two-thirds of the states offer a state income tax deduction or credit on contributions to the state's 529 plan. I prefer credits over deductions any day. The fees and state income tax breaks were combined to calculate the net return on investment after investing $100 per month at a 6% annual rate of return for 10 years. This more naturally mimics the typical performance experienced by investors in 529 plans in contrast with analysis that assumes, you know, a $10,000 lump sum contribution. A 6% annual rate of return about half of the long-term return on an S&P 500 index fund, by the way, is a kind of what one could expect by using an age-based asset allocation on average. The monthly contribution amount does not hold much significance as the return on investment is proportional. However, 100 bucks a month is low enough to ensure eligibility for the maximum state income tax break. The analysis assumes that the value of the state income tax break is contributed to the 529 plan as an extra contribution once a year. Fees are also subtracted once a year. Are you tracking with me so far? The result. We actually have this on a table, so you can see it a little bit better at thecollegeinvestor.com, but I'll go through a couple of numbers here. I won't get too confusing, but just to give you an idea. So the table we have is actually sorted according to net ROI from highest to lowest. The average fees are 22.9 BP and the average state income tax break is 5% with an average net return of 41.9%. 10, 529 plans have a net return of 45% or higher, earning them that coveted gold star. Although California has the lowest overall fees, there are four states that, that charge lower fees on their S&P 500 index portfolios, and California doesn't offer a state income tax break either. As a result, California drops to 40th place when you consider the net return on investment. Instead, Indiana, which has a large state income tax break, takes first place. The dozen lowest performing states either do not offer a state income tax break or don't offer a state income tax. This includes three states with very low fees like Florida, South Dakota, and California. However, offering a state income tax break doesn't even guarantee good performance. Mississippi offers a state income tax deduction but also charges the highest fees at 65 basis points. What's wrong with you? Resulting among the worst performance... In contrast, taking a look at New Jersey, they charge similar fees at 62 BP, but they offer a much better state income tax break, yielding an above-average net return on investment. Generally, there's a stronger correlation between the net return on investment and the value of the state income tax break than with having lower fees. There's no correlation between fees and the state income tax break, so higher fees don't necessarily you know, provide better benefits to families. You can take a look at the chart of all 50 states 
at thecollegeinvestor.com. Oh, we dive deep. We take a look at the state, the fees, the state income tax break, and the net ROI. And that is our show for today. I hope it was helpful. You can dive in a little bit deeper, of course, as I mentioned, that chart and lots of other things to look at when you're taking a look at 529 plans and figuring out which one is going to be best for you and your family in your state or maybe another state. Thanks so much for stopping by today. Check out thecollegeinvestor.com for more and follow us all over social media. We'd love to get to know you and help you along in your journey as well. You can ask questions and just have some fun with us as we all help each other win at money. Thanks again for stopping by. We'll talk to you again real soon.